you are listening to another episode of Beckett's Babies. We're your hosts, Sam Collier. And Sarah Cho. And today's episode, we're talking about writing prompts. Playwriting exercises. What the heck is it? Um, <laughs> uh, so we're going to look at um, writing prompts and like what is it about writing prompts? What are we looking for that makes it you know, fun, creative, also effective, productive, um, just to kind of get our creative juices flowing. So in this episode, we're going to discuss the, all the ideas behind it. Well, not all the ideas. You guys, we only have 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> we're going to try to discuss the idea behind writing prompts, our own personal experience with prompts, and, you know, just share a few of our favorites. So just so we could get started, um, general thoughts, your experience with writing prompts and playwriting exercises. Sam? Uh, well, so I use a lot of prompts when I'm teaching. Um, I find that they are a useful way to get students writing quickly and without kind of overthinking um, and to develop different kinds of ideas that then if they want, they could extend into a longer piece. Um, but I don't really use them that much for myself and my mm -hmm. own writing, which I, I was realizing as I was thinking about this topic, like I, um, I mostly, I don't know if it's because I think I've outgrown it or because it's hard to, you know, trick yourself into like, or maybe not trick, but, you know, mm -hmm. using, using a prompt on yourself feels like a different kind of thing than having somebody give you a prompt. Um, so yeah. What about you? Yeah. I, I was thinking about this yesterday, how all writing prompts have always been um, in my classes and they've always been like this generative thing, like trying to get some words on the pages, you know, just mm -hmm. getting it all out. And, and so I, yeah, I don't really give myself writing prompts, uh, but I love when, you know, um, Instagram accounts that I, some of them follow, they'll do a, like spontaneous writing session <laughs> or something. And they're like, oh, that's cool. all right, like writing prompts, you know, like write this and they'll give me a question. And so I, forcing me to write that way. I'm like, okay, this is just kind of a fun thing. I'm just going to write whatever. No and so you my... like you're scrolling through Instagram and you see a prompt and you're like, okay, right now I'm going to put down the kind phone of, and write for 10 like, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like sometimes, or yeah. And then I've seen, um, one of the things I was been kind of doing it regularly was this theater, Teatro Luna, um, which I was going to do a storytelling show. Then it got canceled because of COVID. But, oh. um, Every week they did, uh, or I think they continue to do, it's like right with us every Thursday mornings and evenings for 20 minutes. A uh, person is like hosting a live story, Instagram story, and they'll like say a prompt. And then you just kind of write during that time. So it feels like I'm kind of in a little writing community in mm -hmm. Instagram, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that's like the only time I, when I'm, you know, using writing prompts is that when someone like bestows upon me <laughs> the writing prompt. Um, yeah. So what do you think about them? Like, do you think they're 
useful? Do you think they're overrated? Do you think we should use more of them? No, I think I think it's a really good tool in the, when a person is just starting to write because I feel when I was first learning how to write plays and all of these different writing exercises and writing prompts is kind of gave me insights of all the different variations of how to write something um, mm-hmm. so that, you know, I feel like the hours I spent on writing prompts in my life, like, or that was given to me with different playwriting exercises are now kind of like in my play- playwright DNA or some kind, mm-hmm. you know, so it, I could, when I'm writing a scene or something, it maybe will like remind me of that prompt or something like, oh, so the I could start generating this way and let's see where the scene goes. It's That's just kind cool. of happy. like you have all the techniques in mm-hmm. your toolbox. Right. From and doing so all now those it's, prompts. Exactly. And it feels like now it's become like an intuition. Um, but it's so funny. It's just, it's, yeah. So if you were to tell me, like, do you remember that writing prompt? Writing starts like, I have no idea. But then I remember, or like, but then if I am writing something, maybe it'll come out of me for like randomly because of that memory mm-hmm. like muscle of some kind um yeah so <laughs> um yeah I so there's like two school of thought I feel like I so there is this book called playwrights teach playwriting um if you're thinking about teaching or you just want to read about how other playwrights teach. Um, it's, it's like a collection of contemporary playwrights kind of talk about their experience. And and there's two things where it's like, can, you know, playwriting be taught? Can creativity be taught? Um, can, you know, what, how do you kind of get that writer's voice out without like, pushing to be so you know formulaic and be like everyone else um but that seems like the main themes of this book and so yeah can i think you i think all the mechanics and all the technical parts of playwriting could totally be taught yeah but it's like creativity can that be taught like you probably i think there's a way to get the creativity out of you but I'm like thinking, I'm going to say something maybe controversial. Say it. <laughs> I think people who go around saying that creativity can't be taught or like mm-hmm. writing, you can't be taught how to be a writer. I just think those people are like trying to make themselves out to be more special than they really are. <laughs> I think, of course, you can. Te- I mean, if we were to ask whether you can teach like a three or four year old how to develop their creativity, I think there would be no question. So mm-hmm. why not an 18 year old or like a 45 year old? I think every person has a well of creativity inside them and you can mm-hmm. absolutely help people access and unleash that creativity. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to down to the, you know, the skills of playwriting um, and the techniques, yeah, of course you can teach. I mean, I think you can teach people how to listen to speech in a new way. I think you can teach people how to 
um, like develop the shape of a scene. I think mm-hmm. you can teach people how to think more creatively. Um, and, and I think the, the conversation about like whether writing can really be taught is more about trying to preserve this like idea that artists are and writers are special (laughs) and unique. Um, (laughs) And I'm like much more in favor of a world where everyone is an artist in their own way. Mm. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, I think though, so in terms of today's episode, I think that what, so with everything that you're saying, right? So what makes a writing prompt effective for um, the writer to be creative? Like how to get Mm. that creativity out? Like what what are some effective uh, examples? Um, So I think I totally agree with everything you're saying. I also believe, I'm like a very... um, What's the word I'm looking for here? I just like also I just don't even, I, here's the thing. It's like you said the word like listen, like you teach them to listen. There's some people who are not willing to listen. So that's true. That's absolutely the true. There's like people out there that that I just feel like you could teach them everything, but they're like not if they're it's if they're not willing to open to be at that place, maybe even vulnerability or to like you know, see, try to see things differently or whatever, then it's like, how do you, how can that person unleash their creativity if they're kind of this unwillingness to open to it? Right. I think I'm, I guess I'm assuming that the, that the student is, um, bringing at least, um, an openness to, Mm -hmm. to learning. But I also think that, you know, if we think of teaching as an invitation rather than, um, like, uh, uh, just I don't know, downloading something into their brain. <laughs> yes. You know, like I think mm-hmm. I think a really good prompt is um, akin to an invitation to a party or mm-hmm. a door that is open. And like, yes, the student or the writer or whoever it is then has to make the decision whether to go through that door or not. And that's up to them mm-hmm. um, because I don't, I don't really think of teaching as like, I don't know, like tying somebody to a chair and forcing them <laughs> to, to write. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Although I guess a lot of schooling does work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just think about like, I, when I sign up for certain classes, I'm like, I ha- I'm doing this because I want to meet a requirement. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, I, here's a question for you, Sarah. When yeah. you when you do a writing prompt or like take a class, are you like, please tie me to a chair and force me to write? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean no, but weirdly, when I you know, it's just so weird because I think about this a lot, but because of my like early days, I was still a student. I was, you know, 18 to 20 something. Right. I was so used to being in this environment, like a classroom environment to write because Mm -hmm. that's how I was introduced to writing that sometimes now when I'm on my own, I'm like, uh, 
sometimes I need that community thing or something, yeah. like a writer's group of some kind to get me back into writing again. If I fall, I feel like I've been out of it for longer than I want to. Um, yeah. Because I just, I feel like that's just, that's the way I was programmed in a way in the beginning. So it's kind of that community is kind of like what I sometimes need. Um, yeah. Well, and I think accountability and being in fellowship with other writers is a big, big part of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not one of the people to tie me in a chair. To, to well, write. I don't know. Sometimes I am like, mm-hmm. if I sign up for a class or something, I, I'm accepting the invitation to be held accountable. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I want right. somebody to give me deadlines and yes, I want to be, I want to have the threat of like, feeling bad if I don't get it done hanging over my head. Bad grade. Um, That makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, So what are some of the ideas that come up for you in this book, Players Teach Playwriting? Um, So I went back into it and the, I mean, I feel like the introduction alone is like good one to good part to read, to be honest, because I was like, oh, yeah, this is good, friendly reminders about playwriting. But the two one that really stood out was kind of what I mentioned. But Paula Voga says like how playwriting books out there are like teaching writers to be formal, like, like I said, and like dousing. She says dousing original voices before sparks even flew. Mm. So I could see that where I think about it. I don't know. What's the book called? Um something with a cat it was like catch it something about i know what you're talking about something poke no poking the dead cat is your blog (laughs) (laughs) there's this oh my god why am i so it wow i'm sure listeners like they know what the book i'm talking there's what i'm trying to say here because it's such a if they're even listening i think they're like (laughs) popular screenwriters book it's um Um, gosh you know what i'll find it Something about a cat. Oh, you guys, I have a cat and I'm having trouble remembering. Is it? This. Well, that's okay. So is it, what's the gist of it? Do you feel like it's very formal? Oh, save the cat. It's called Save the Cat. So oh, save, the cat. save the Cat. So I remember coming out of grad school and I'm like, okay, I, you know, wrote plays. I'm moving to LA. I want to learn. Well, I was getting into sketch comedy, but I was like, I want to learn, like revisit all these ideas of screenwriting and TV pilot or whatever because that's what everyone around me was writing um so so i'm like okay a friend recommends me gotta you gotta read this book save the cat it's so easy it's so oh my god you're gonna understand screening like that you know so i open the book it's literally telling you page one do this by page three has to do this page seven has to do this and then you know page by page telling you exactly what needs to happen in a I think play. you told me about, but isn't that how screenwriting works? It, yeah, I guess. I mean, because I think I, I don't want to get into the whole like the business, but I think <laughs> yes, because this is the business they need. They are all going by some sort of formula because that's how it works. Like, oh my gosh, every comedy needs to have a guy pooping in a jar because it's so funny. <laughs> Um, so every comedy has to have that. Um, but it's like that mentality. So, but then it was just like, wow, this is, I mean, in some ways that 
it kind of was helpful because I'm like, okay, so these sequence of events should happen in a screenplay by page by page. I see. But at the same time, I was like, but this is just like storytelling. You should know beginning, middle, end. Mm. Like you should just know um, how to get the reader or the, the audience to go from point A to point B, you know, like, so I, that for that that level of strict what's that formulaic thing that the book was doing was driving me and it drove me crazy but that level of restriction yeah is pretty insane and 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 it's that book is like a bible to screenwriters it's so insane to me um, well that's why i think where uh we start to get into you know a prompt versus um like uh rules you know like mm-hmm. i think a prompt can be a jumping off point um you know it can be um a door opening into whatever the writer wants to develop and that feels mm-hmm. different than um the kind of thing you're talking about which is oh you have to write your structure in this particular way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also think it can be helpful for, for new writers to try writing to a particular structure um, yeah. just as a way to develop their mm-hmm. technique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think having um, – I, I think of it – I see it like like here's a sandbox, right? And then so – you're in the sandbox, stay within the sandbox, but like you can make any kind of castles you want or whatever, create whatever, feel like you. So I feel like these like rules that or writing prompts um, or like these ideas like here's what act one should have, act two and act three, you know, it's like good to have because I feel like if I was brand new and I was jumping into it, I was like, I need some, some guiding light here because mm-hmm. I don't even know what you want me to do <laughs> like what is this um yeah so that was like one part and i really liked about the introduction or the book and the and then another one that jose rivera says about organization for structure he doesn't like to use the word structure he likes to use the word organization because like better mm. understanding of how the play um uh works for him and i think that makes a lot of sense to me that that just the word that changing of that word because like how do you um take your play like because sometimes I write just really messy <laughs> and so like okay now how do I like hone this and organize this to make this that makes sense mm-hmm. uh, or flows in a way that I want it to flow um yeah I remember reading something by him about how you organize a house and you organize a meal and you organize your day and in the same way you can organize your play Mm -hmm. um that that it doesn't have to feel restrictive it can actually Mm -hmm. just feel um like things go in the right places Mm. chronologically yeah but then i think also the most exciting plays to me are the ones where it's like, first you have dessert <laughs> and then you have dinner, you know, it's like, um, so maybe That's, you can organize things in a, a non-traditional yeah. order. So, so that was such a classic Sam response. 
Oh my gosh. Um, so what are, let's just jump into what are some of your favorite writing exercises or play writing exercises from a teacher you've had? Well, um, I really love when, when I work with students, I love giving them images to respond to. And I, I think about, um, classes I've taken where I was given a photograph or a painting to respond to and um, how that kind of unlocked a new voice for me or a new way of writing that I wasn't used to writing in. Um, But I also started thinking about, so um, when we were at Iowa, Sarah Gubbins came to um, teach a couple of classes and she gave us this writing exercise that I really liked where um, she told us to find 20 images that had some kind of a central figure um, from, you know, find them on online and print them out or cut them out of magazines or um, whatever, but to bring in 20 images and we didn't know what we were going to do with them. And then, um, when we brought them in the next class, she said, okay, lay out all 20 images in front of you on the table and look at them and now get rid of 10 of them. And then after that, we had to get rid of five and then we had to get it down to one image. And there was something about that process of first um, kind of curating a collection of images that appealed to us in some way. And then um, from that initial set of 20, um, eliminating half and then half again, and then getting it down to one, that felt really different from, okay, just bring in one image. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I think it was, there's something about the process of looking at this set of images and, choosing and then choosing again and then choosing again um it was difficult for people in the class I don't know if you remember but like (laughs) people really had a hard time getting rid of images because they had chosen ones they really liked Mm -hmm. but it forced you to pick the one you liked even more um and then the assignment was to write a monologue from the point of view of the central figure um and in from in the image, yeah, mm-hmm. in the the one image you were left with, and that was the that from that monologue, that was the spark for my play thing with feathers. Although I didn't end up writing the play until a few months later, um, like I didn't know when I was writing the monologue that that's what it was going to be. But yeah, I wrote about these birds that were flying around with gas masks, and <laughs> um, anyway. I, I, and so that's an exercise I've used a couple of times and I, I really like how it's kind of, um, a microcosm of what we do as writers all the time, which is to choose from the wealth of images and ideas that are floating around in the air all day, every day. Um, Mm -hmm. it, it, it shows you that you're constantly making aesthetic decisions and choices um and I think it also it helps students understand what kinds of um 
like composition and colors and shapes appeal to them and start to develop that eye. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, what about you, Sarah? What are some of your favorite Um, prompts? So, like, three come to mind. So, one was, like, my intro to playwriting class, I think. But it was um, the instructor – um, our playwriting instructor was a uh, one of my favorites, Aaron Wilson, and so she made us all read this play, Shimmer. Have you heard? Of, have you read it? Yeah, I have um, read it. So she made us read it, and then she was like, "Now go write your shrimp, write your own Shimmer." And I was like, "What?" I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I read this." No, and I remember just like reading. I'm like, "Am I supposed to read this like?" Because this is kind of before my understanding of like solo performance. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know like this isn't a play. There's no two people talking, you know, like mm-hmm. this is like, there's no characters, you know? Um, so I just remember that, pro- that was memorable to me because without that much um, instruction, she was just kind of like now telling us to do this thing on our own, like um, figure it out, you know? And so I feel like I just remember thinking like that, after reading it, I was like, I don't know what Shimmer is, but <laughs> can I guess you I'll give for listeners who haven't read it? Can you give them like a oh, gosh, an idea of what it? Well, what I remember about it, it's something about where it starts in reality and then it shifts into um, like surrealism. Yeah, if I remember that, correctly. I remember too. Yeah, um, and so I just remember kind of just like taking the text and just pulling what I like here's the thing right like I'm like 19 18 19 years old I'm so used to being told exactly what to do like having mm-hmm. instruction like and you know question a you know have an answer you know that kind of model that I was like okay now she's telling me to like make something up what <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is so interesting, Sarah? Because it sounds like before you started college, you were like, just give me the rules and tell me what to do. And then after you graduated from grad school, somebody gave you a book called Save the Cat that told you exactly what to do. And you were like, I hate this. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like you um, you changed a lot during those years. (laughs) What is it, a 10 years or something? yeah, it's yeah, that's really funny um to point that out. Um another exercise remember um was with Anne Garcia Romero class is before we start writing, she made us all do yoga a little bit. She she did she was yeah. like we're gonna like, you know, stand, we're gonna, you know, just relax, we're gonna do that was another thing that that, that stood out to me because when Especially for, I don't know about you, Sam, but when like you're, well, I think you kind of understand because you were just talking about the visual part, but I just feel like we're writing for bodies on stage. Yeah. So there's something about staying tuned, staying connected yourself physically that you're, when you write, you kind of um, excite all those senses. Yeah. Seeing, touching, you know, everything. So there's something about doing something like physical right before you um you write. So even so today, I don't I don't really do yoga, but like I you know, I just like going for a walk or something like before 
kind of like, okay, when you're also like having your body doing something else, I just feel like I start thinking a lot more about ideas and being open to it. Um, Yeah. And then the other thing she did, which was while we were writing, she would say words or maybe write them on the board that we were then to incorporate into our scene. And they were all like very embodied words. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know why. I just remember the word elbow. I don't even know if that was one that she said, but Mm-hmm. I feel like it was that she would say words that were um, either parts of the body or something tangible um, that really helped the scene stay grounded in the physical rather than getting all abstract. Yeah. So that's the, one of the exercises I really liked. And the last one that stands out to me um, from college was so Bridget Mullins, she, it, it's not so much like a writing – she gave us like writing prompts, but it was a series of like a sequence of the things that she did. So she would get us all just to – just write. Just write um, for 10 minutes. Don't – giving a rule of like, you know, don't cross anything out. Don't look back. Just move forward. You know, keep your pen moving, right? Mm-hmm. And then she would, you know, tell us to like, okay, now read what you read. Pick three phrases, two to three phrases. And then we picked those out and we said it, we shared those th- two or three phrases out loud. And then she'll go and each one be like, okay, that phrase, start writing. Like she'll just sort of like from this like kind of oh, like so the way. she would tell you which ones to use. So like the three phrases we shared and then she'll like pick one of the phrases and that's the first line of dialogue or that's the first line of a scene or oh, whatever. Cool. Or, yeah. So it was, it's something about that, that sequence of, I don't know, like her guiding you, you know, through that process mm-hmm. was like, okay, it's like almost like she took any fear out of it because like we, all the writing is in us. It's all there. It's just kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, uh, pick and choose what you want, you know, kind of a way. Um, so that, so that like as a teacher, she was like guiding that process. Like, so I, that's something I think about when a teacher is like, teaching us how to write or teaching us or showing us writing prompts is like how best are they guiding us through the process, like teaching a process to us. Yeah. I love that so much because I think even now, you know, I still get caught up in this idea that I have to have an idea before I start writing. Mm-hmm. I think that's especially true for um, young writers that they think they, they can't start until they know what they're going to write about. Mm-hmm. Um, but what so many prompts and writing exercises and like life experience has shown to me over and over again is that the ideas come from the writing not the other way around um you can start writing even if you don't know yet what you're going to write about and that Mm. the the content will emerge from the writing Mm -hmm. i really like that one and i think i'm going to try that yeah, try it, Sam. I think I will. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know, just like as I was sharing these, I'm like, it's so interesting that all the the writing process stuck with me. The way we write, it was like all women. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've had male writing instructors, and then they just don't stick with me the way these certain right. Um, well, actually, I, I was just thinking about how. We did an exercise in Dare Club's class where we just wrote 10 images. Do you remember that one? Maybe it was like it was homework. 
He said, mm-hmm. for, you know, for next class, bring in, just write down 10 moments on stage or 10 images on stage. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I really mm-hmm. liked that one. Actually, I liked that one. Yeah. That was actually, I remember thinking it was really hard to do for me. Because the first, like, three, four is, like, okay, I kind of get it. Then mm-hmm. I'm, like, okay. Then I'm pushing. And now I'm, like, I'm all tapped out. So I'm, like, trying to push, force myself, pushing myself to think mm-hmm. more <laughs> deeply about um, those images. Like, that's not – because I feel like – I don't know about you, Sam, but I feel like um, I have a go-to's. Like, I have a few go-to's. Yeah. And then so when there's a writing exercise, I was, like, now you've, you know – used up all your go-tos what's left like what is there left for you to um write more about mm-hmm. um, so yeah I those kinds of exercises were like write 10 things or pick 20 things I'm like I, that's freaking hard <laughs> yeah but it's good for pushing the edges of what you think your yeah your content should be yeah I hate the word content. I've already said it twice today. I'm not going to say it anymore. (laughs) Oh, so funny. I I just feel like social media is taking over my vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, how do you, do you ever come up with your own writing prompts? Like just invent some and how do you do that? For myself, I think we said this, but not, I don't really come up with any writing prompts for myself. Although I did get this book recently. It was just like 300 writing prompts. <laughs> like, I just, it was on sale at Barnes and Noble or somewhere. And I just remember just like, okay, it'll just, it was like five bucks and I just got it. And so it's on my shelf. So if I ever wanted to like open it and just randomly pick a question or something, I could do that. Um, but I think about this when, when, so when my day job is like, you know, I work with teachers and they always, and they work, they teach writing to kids and they'll ask me like, you know, do you have any examples of writing prompts? And then so I'm like, I'm constantly like reading past teachers and all the writing prompts that they have done and given. And, and I just think about that. I just think about this when I think of those writing prompts and like, how do I, for myself as a writer, I just think, I just think about how, I could I don't know I can I I don't really know because I feel like I just need to know what 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 am I trying other than just for pleasure just to write but like what's the goal of the writing prompt like what do I want mm. out of this like what what is you know once a student or myself like I do this writing prompt what is it supposed to get out of me or what has it taught me unknowingly but kind of like figuring it out mm-hmm. in the process um so I don't know I, I mean I think about that a lot I guess before I come up with writing prompts but I look at a lot of like so if I read a play and then I go huh this is like an interesting that this play did how do I make this into an exercise like how to oh yeah to get that kind of writing like that's cool um yeah like this is the result let's work backwards and like see what could come, what's the questions or what um, exercise that could produce that kind of result of that, you know, whatever that play or that I just read or the scene that I really liked. You seem like a very visual person, Sam. 
So I feel like I all am your totally very right. original. Yeah, I feel like another thing I'm thinking about as you're talking is that I think one of the great benefits of using prompts in a group, whether it's a class or just a group of writers, is that you get to see how other people responded to the same prompt. And like that's part of the fun of it is mm-hmm. you start with this one prompt and then you have maybe 12 totally different uh, scenes that emerged from that one jumping off point. And so it does feel less exciting somehow to just, you know, be by myself and try a writing mm-hmm. prompt maybe for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I just b- really miss being face to face people. I think no. just like, no. like being in the same room as other writers, I think is so valuable. Yeah. And we haven't been able to do that for so long. I know. Uh, the way you describe that, like that a group of people sharing what they just wrote just feels like, no. like another time. I know. I know. <laughs> I do miss that too. I, yeah, I think, and that's, that is an exercise of itself, right? You were like, when we all paying attention, we're like all listening to what this writing prompt inspired other person to write. And mm-hmm. you're like, huh, I didn't think of it that way. Like, I didn't think of that writing prompt to be, to, um, to, you know, explore that kind of way of thinking or like everyone's so different. And yeah. they'll approach it all differently. And so like absorbing all that different approaches, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So fun, fun, fun. Um, on social media I or Instagram, I posted a few of our guests uh, from this season that have um, shared some of their writing prompts, which is on our, also on our website. But I wanted to put it in pretty colors and images. <laughs> And putting it all together in a post. So that's what I did. Um, <laughs> so uh, check it out. Um, and I'm hoping that maybe I'll look back from our last season too and maybe post some of those on our Instagram. And so when you guys are visiting our website or website or Instagram, you're like, hmm, maybe I'll feel like writing just right now because of this impromptu writing prompt. <laughs> And then tell us about it. Yeah, tell us about it. Share us what you wrote. Mm -hmm. Cool. So shall we move to to glistens? What did I say my glisten was going to be before we started recording? Now I can't remember. Uh, (laughs) You you go first. Okay, I'll go first. My glisten is a dream. So (laughs) I had a dream this week so weird so in my dream i am studying really hard for the lsats for some reason <laughs> studying- oh God, i don't mean to laugh at your dream <laughs> no you could laugh but i'm studying my heart out like i feel like i'm spending weeks on it so i it's a day of testing i go to this like t- testing center there's a woman there checking people in and i say my name like my name is sarah cho i'm here to take the lsats and she looks at me she's like she asked her first question to me is like, have you had COVID-19? And I said, <laughs> I was like, um, I think I'm, I, I haven't tested for it, but like, I think because this is before testing, um, but I think I've had it back in 
when all the shutdown happened back in February, blah, 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 blah. And then I kind of explained that. And she's like, she nods her head. Okay, okay. And she like shuffles some papers around and then she pulls out a test. Like, this is your test. And I was like, is this different from like a regular test? She's like, yes. Uh, because COVID-19, people who, t- who had COVID-19 sh- showed um, that they have some mental challenges. <laughs> So this is a, basically telling me that this is a dumber version of the real assets. Oh and I was like, God. and I was just like, but I studied for this test. Like, I want to take this one. And she was just like, mm, but you think you might have COVID-19. So we think that this might be better for you. So please take this test and have, find your seat and take this test. Whoa. And I'm like, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, this is horrible. Like, I wake up feeling it's like a sci-fi movie, like, a, like a really bad sci-fi that, that, that people who've had COVID nineteen are like are gonna be different from the the. I think this the, is revealing some anxieties that you have. <laughs> totally oh my gosh! Yeah, this dream was like a mesh up of like all my yeah anxieties of this quarantine and my fears and and yes, have I been thinking about LSATs? Maybe really. Um, yeah, I was like thinking about because I was like about I was like thinking about going to law school or not, but but Sarah, I was just, you just said you just said you hated the book about screenwriting because it I've had the thoughts, like I had ideas that I'm not gonna actually do it. I'm not, <laughs> not a lawyer. Well, I think you would make a really good lawyer. So. Yeah, right. I, I if you do decide to do that, you would be you would just like kick butt. I so I actually would not want to be a lawyer. I would just to be a lawyer to become a judge. So I could just judge people. Like <laughs> no, that sucks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I don't think you need a degree to do that. I think you can do that anyway. Yeah, but I think like the 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 gavel. And the, <laughs> the robe just makes it more official, you know. I think you judge. just want to play a judge on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Judge Sarah, like oh, like Judge Judy, but it's just Sarah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see, I see. Um, I would totally watch that show. Yeah, I, I just have like a blank face. I'm like, I don't like you. <laughs> uh, you're guilty because I don't well, like Sarah, you. Well, Sarah, I mean, I if if this. You did take a antibody test and it was negative. So, like, yeah. Even if they do think that COVID makes you less good at the LSAT, I don't think you have anything to worry about because. True. Okay. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> that that's actually the most supportive, kind answer that I got then from my own fiance. <laughs> I was like, "What? That's dumb." <laughs> okay. All right. I can't remember what I said my glisten was going to be. So I'm just going to talk about how, um, I mean, there are just so many things. I made blueberry hand pies this morning and they're delicious. And I used like a pie dough, pie crust recipe and just like made circles and then folded it around this blueberry preserves that I made. And they were very messy, but so delicious. That's my glisten. Dreams and what pies. was yours? Pie, pie, and pies. Mm. And pies. I, and I knew there was something else I was going to talk about, but I cannot remember what it was. So, oh well. Well, um, Sarah, I guess good luck studying for the LSAT. I, I didn't know about this dream of yours. No, I will not study for the LSAT. <laughs> Have I looked on Amazon and uh, like whatever about 
LSAT workbooks? Yes, but I'll never purchase and study. Have I looked at them? Yes, but I'll never study for LSAT. So listeners, stay tuned for Sarah's next career as a judge. <laughs> judge. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, we appreciate you all. Thanks for support. Uh, be sure to follow, like, share, you know. Review us. Yeah, review us. That's actually pretty If you helpful. have nice things to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you have a negative review, just don't bother. <laughs> just keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.